Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM. Good evening, folks. Glad you could join us on the Big Red Bench on this Saturday evening. Rory here with you until 7 p.m. And boy, do we have a packed show coming away between now and 7 p.m. Over the next hour, we're going to recap Cork City's season. We're going to hear from their defender, Kean Coleman, who's been absolutely incredible this season. Andrew Horgan from the Evening Echo is going to analyse Cork City's season. From Cove Amblers, we're going to hear from Darren Murphy, a fantastic end to their season. Three wins on the bounce. going to hear from the Cove Ramblers manager and John O'Shea, who is covering Ramblers all season long for the Evening Echo. Also on the show tonight, reaction from Bishopstown after they beat Bantry Blues today. We're going to preview tomorrow's Premier Senior Football Championship quarterfinal. It's going to hear from Tana Kilty. And we're going to hear from Castle Haven. We're going to wrap up all today's Premier League action as well. You're listening to the Big Red Bench on Corks, Red FM. Tottenham just had the ball in the net there against Manchester United in the evening kickoff in the Premier League. That was ruled out for offside. Still Tottenham nil, Manchester United nil. Going to wrap up all today's action. Some big results today, including Crystal Palace winning away to Manchester City. Darren Stanage. Manchester City nil, Crystal Palace two. With Palace producing one of the shocks of the season so far with an Etihad win. They scored after just five minutes. Zahar's scuff shot beating Edison after good work from Gallagher to setting up. And the host really didn't create any meaningful chances to respond although they had Palace on the ropes they couldn't find an equaliser in the first half and in first half stoppage time it was down to two ten men for the house Laporte sent off for denying a goal scoring opportunity as Zaha went through in the second half City went for it thought they'd equalise to Jesus that was overturned by VAR they threw Sterling and Maris on to chase the equaliser but Palace broke away and scored with good work from Zaha and Conor Gallagher who shot went in off the post for a coupon busting win Man City nil Crystal Palace 2 Darren like me I'm a tough start there as well. Liverpool 2, Brighton 2, Shane Pennington. Liverpool 2, Brighton 2 and Graham Potter's side maintain their unbeaten away record after coming from two down to get a well-deserved share of the spoils here at Anfield. Liverpool got off to the perfect start when Henderson curled home after just five minutes from 18 yards and it was 2-0 on 24 when Oxlade-Chamberlain's cross was headed in by Sadio Mane. Mane then had a goal ruled out by VAR before Brighton got one back five minutes before half-time when Enoch Wepu's cross shot flew straight into the top left corner and Brighton equalised on 65 minutes when Trossard scored after a lovely throw remove that started right from Brighton's goalkeeper Robert Sanchez it's finished Liverpool 2 Brighton 2 Chelsea now three points clear at the top of the table after their win away to Newcastle Josh Smith Reese James at the double to give Chelsea all three points before Jorginho the captain stepped up and converted from the spot to give a resounding 3-0 victory for the visitors Chelsea recognised after the first half they needed to be a little bit more direct and hit a little bit more a little bit early a little bit more from range and they did just that Reese James from 20 yards with both his goals, both rockets into the back of the net, before Kai Havertz was tripped by the goalkeeper Darlow for Newcastle to give them the chance from the spot which they converted Zayek, arguably man of the match before the Reese James double, hit the post early on in the second half and came close in the first half as well, but it has finished Newcastle nil, Chelsea 3 Burnley with a 3-1 win over Brentford today Adam Drury, three first half goals earned Burnley, a 3-1 win over Brentford Chris Wood opened the scoring in the fourth minute before Matt Loughton made it two in the 37 second. Maxwell Corne ended the game as a contest when he made it three just four minutes later. In the second half, Godos pulled one back for the Bees with a terrific volley but it didn't change the course of the game as the Clarets earned the first league win of the season for Sean Dice, who celebrates nine years in charge. Full time at Turf Moor, it finished Burnley three, Brentford one. That one they'll win uh, for Southampton today away to Watford Ian Beach Watford nil Southampton won it doesn't really reflect how much better Southampton were Jay Adams scored the only goal in the 20th minute taking advantage of hesitant Watford defending Southampton missed three more chances before half time one for Adams and two for Adam Armstrong Watford improved after two substitutions at the break but Southampton was still the better team although Southampton goalkeeper Alex McCarthy made a brilliant late save from Ashley Fletcher Watford nil Southampton won in the early kickoff, Arsenal with an impressive win away to Leicester today in Akesh Ragani. They finished Leicester City nil, Arsenal 2. The game was won in the first 20 minutes with Arsenal putting on an exhibition of attacking football. They took the lead courtesy of a Gabriel header from a corner very early on. Emil Smith-Rowe then doubled that lead with a right-footed strike from just inside the box. Leicester grew into the game after that. They had chance after chance in the second half and on another day, the home side could realistically have had four or five goals themselves, but it wasn't to be and Aaron Ramsdale was outstanding in the Arsenal goal as well it finished Leicester nil Arsenal 2 
and still scores between Tottenham and Manchester United after 34 minutes and Alexander Mitrovic hat-tricks off Fulham beat fellow EFL Champions Promotion hopefuls West Brom 3-0 at home this afternoon the Londoners are, Londoners are second in the table they are four points clear of the baggies uh, elsewhere today in uh uh, the uh, Women's National League Cork City are away to uh, Piedmont United that game is uh, just underway got underway at 6pm uh, elsewhere today in Gaelic Games and uh, some uh, big games this afternoon in the Co-op Superstore Senior A Hurling a Senior A Hurling Championship quarter finals as Bride Rovers and Balarney are going head to head this afternoon and latest score from there in that Senior A Hurling Championship quarter final 17 minutes gone in the second half it's Bride Rovers leading Blarney 215 to 113. That will be followed uh, by the meeting of Mallow and Eustace Town in, in both those games are in Porky Queef, and that is at 7 o'clock. In the relegation playoff, Clyde beating Bandon 215 to 14 points. The Bond Secure Senior A Football relegation playoff, Bishopstown beating Bantry Blues 116 to 19. Reaction on that game to come a little bit later on. Uh, some results as well I forgot to mention in the Senior Cup, uh, in the Munster Senior Cup, Avondale United beating St Mary's 3-1 Douglas Hall uh, losing 2-0 at home to Rock Mountain the Munster Senior League Premier Division have finished uh, College Corinthians 0 UCC 1 in rugby uh, this year's Autumn Internationals getting underway today uh, Wales and New Zealand is underway since uh, quarter past five the All Blacks leading 18-3 there at the Principality Stadium and uh, Scotland running in 10 tries as they beat Tonga 60-14 in the Energy League it finished Cork on 32 Dublin University 13 UCC 31 UCD 40 Highfield 17 Malone 20 and a basketball UCC Glamour on the road to Colester that's underway since 6pm this evening Alright, we are going to kick off the show this evening with uh, Cork City and uh, their 3-0 win over Galway United last night to, to round off um, a fantastic uh, season for the Rebel Army a fantastic finish to the season I should say beating Galway United by three goals then, albeit a much changed Galway United last night uh, Andrew Horgan from the Evening Echo will be along shortly to go through that game with us First, though, we're going to hear from our Cork City midfielder turned defender, King Coleman, uh, speaking to Colm earlier on today about City season. Yeah, so we are joined now by the man who captained Cork City last night and captained Cork City for quite a few games this season and scored a goal for Cork City last night in the 3-0 win over Galway United in Turnus Cross as well. Kean Coleman, Kean, uh, the season is over. Um, I'm sure you're delighted to get a break, but you'll probably miss the football at the same time, will you? Yeah, definitely. Look, it's been a long season. Uh, Obviously, at the start, didn't go the way we wanted to. And look, we finished strong. Like, look, it's all about keeping ready. And look, can't wait to get back already. Like, obviously, I'll enjoy the break off. Like, but everyone will be buzzing to go when we do get back. Just looking at last night's game before we look at the season as a whole, first of all, and um, a good performance last night, a very good performance in front of a good crowd at Turner's Cross and uh, a lot of uh, young lads involved in the game and um, three goals, which is always great. And you got one of them yourself, so you must have been pleased with that. Yeah, I was delighted. Uh, I don't score often, so it's was to score <laughs> myself. Like, but uh, like I said, uh, unreal crowd there since the crowd has been back. Like, giving us a massive boost. Like, um, and like young lads like Carl getting the game, and I know it was brilliant for him. It's just great to see fellas coming through, and uh, we're going on next season. Now. Yeah, and a lot of young players have got a chance this season overall. I mean, a lot of players coming through the academy, which is testament to the work Colin Healy did with the academy and the work Liam Carney and all the lads are doing with the academy now. Uh, you mentioned Cahill Heffernan. Uh, Cahill became the youngest player ever to feature in a senior game for Cork City last night, which is a phenomenal achievement. That I think it's something like 16 years old in 158 days, which is outstanding from Cahill, isn't it? Yeah, brilliant achievement. Brilliant achievement from, like you said, with... Uh Liam Carney and Colin Healy, the work they've been doing, like you can see now, there's a clear pathway from the underage system straight up to the first team. Like, and uh, yeah, Colin, we've seen he's been with the Irish teams in Canton and he's been doing very well. He's been training with us a good bit and look, he's a, he's a good talent. Like, so it was great to see him get a game last night. And, uh, you kind of started the season, Kean, as we mentioned before, obviously in midfield, and you've probably played a lot of your career in midfield. You you were moved back to centre-half through a combination of injuries and a depleted squad and so on uh, during the season, and you've settled in there very, very nicely, and yourself and Jonas Hackett looking like a very composed centre-half partnership last night, and you seem to be enjoying it and seem to have just settled in there very well. Yeah, look, it was... I'm a midfielder like before this season, like but uh, obviously like you said, gone in there because of injuries and stuff, like which obviously isn't good having fellas get injured, but I'm happy to play anywhere. And uh obviously we've played there for most of the season and look I am enjoying playing the past like in 
I suppose you could say it's my new position. Like, you know, I'm comfortable there now, and I'm, I've hope, hopefully made it my own. Like, so, yeah, and playing with Jonas, look, he's, he's a quality player. Like, so that can only help me too. Two centre halves of the score sheet last night as well at centre back. It's not too often that happens. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was saying it to him after. Like, we could have done, we could have done that earlier in the season. Like, but like, we're just delighted to score. I suppose that's kind of you say you could have done it earlier in the season that's probably how you're looking at the season overall really that you you could have done some things maybe earlier in the season I mean the last few months have been a lot better than the first half of the season I think everybody acknowledges that Um, and in the end you only finished about four points off the playoffs so there was a few kind of silly results across along the way wasn't there just a couple of late goals that you gave away and so on and it's fine margins like that that would have been the difference to get into the playoffs Yeah definitely like like I said four points off only and like you I could have a handful of games that look late goals we conceded like I don't even want to go through the no like but you know at the, season, the start of the season we didn't start well like and in the end so it killed us really like but look positive is to take that look we finished the season very well we turned the corner like and look it's looking good for next season hopefully and you are already signed up uh, Cork City getting business done early for next season um, a few weeks back yourself and Kean Murphy the two Keans, uh signing up for next season so you're obviously delighted to get that sorted early because a lot of other players are probably still in limbo but for you you know you're at Cork City next season and that must be kind of a, a huge boost going into the off season as well Yeah definitely look I'm delighted to be here it's the only place I want to play football like so to get it sorted a couple couple of weeks back was I was delighted to do it like, and I could just Keep, keep my head down and focus on the rest of the season and then look forward to next season so yeah I'm happy to get it done um, The First Division is a tough league Ian, as, as you know more than anyone now after this season and, and we've all seen all the games this season um, there's a lot of teams at a kind of a similar level obviously Shelburne finished a bit ahead of everyone else um, but even like you look at Galway last night Galway haven't beaten Cork City all season I mean uh, they got a, a late equaliser for the draw in the first game in, in, in Cork then you beat them up in Galway and a great win last night and I mean Galway are the team that finished second so there's not a whole lot between a lot of teams in the first division and Colin Healy has already gone on record saying the expectation next year is promotion is that is that, that kind of mood amongst the players as well is that like we're Cork City lads we, we need now we had a season in transition we need to be getting up to the Premier Division next season Definitely, like everyone knows, this club doesn't belong in the first division. Like, uh, you know, I think it's the biggest club in the country. Like, and I think everyone in this city would agree with that too. Like, so there's only one place we should be, and that's in the Premier Division. Like, and like you said, look, we've had a year to learn. We've had a young squad in all, like, but look, that doesn't really matter. Like, we've had a year to learn about the first division. So next season, hopefully, like we know what it's all about. Like, so we'll hopefully start the season stronger next year and get off to a good start, and that that should only help us come forward then. Absolutely, and you mentioned Cork City, it's too big a club for the first division really and I mean that was underlined by the crowd again last night nearly 2,500 for a first division game with nothing at stake a dead rubber yeah. end of season game really and that's a huge crowd I mean I mean, nobody in the first division gets crowds anywhere near that so imagine if Cork City were competing at the top of the league to get promoted there'd be four or 5,000 people there um, which is phenomenal support isn't it? Yeah, unbelievable like, like you said like a game nothing to play for and that's the support we get like and after the game, actually, I was only talking to him the coaches after the game, and we done a lap of honour. Like, yeah, just standing there, like, going, imagine if we won something here, like, what the crowd would be like. Like, it was unbelievable that like, I can only imagine what it was like when the lads were winning trophies here a couple of years back. Like, so, look, that's all we want. Like, we want to look forward to that and hopefully have them them moments sometime again soon because that's what the club deserves. Like, and the fans definitely. And that's the goal, obviously, as you say, to have those moments and and, and to celebrate stuff like that in front of the Cork City fans and I suppose um, a lot of the players who are there now will be there again next season but Colin Healy is probably going to bring in some new players as well um, so it'll be kind of a maybe a bit of a slightly stronger squad next season as well to make a good push for promotion Definitely yeah look you, always, you could always improve your squad I suppose like look, I don't know who he's bringing in you have to ask him that like, but, uh, <laughs> He's no, very secretive about that now <laughs> yeah, yeah he wouldn't tell me either so no look like I said there's always time to improve the squad like so if you want to, if you want to win things and keep getting better, you have to have the best players at, at your disposal. Like so, we'll see in a few weeks what happens. And you've just got a couple of months now of the off season. I mean, like kind of a bit of a break now up till Christmas and straight back into pre-season in January. Then ahead of a, a little bit of an earlier start for the league season. I think it's mid-February this year. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Look, I'd say we'll have, we'll enjoy a few weeks off. Like, man, look, you don't want to be sitting home doing nothing. Like, so you'd want to get straight back to work then. So, look, have a few weeks off reflect on the season I suppose like and then look forward to next season great stuff listen Kian, thanks a million for chatting to us enjoy the break and uh, we'll see you again at the cross next season alright cheers thanks very much
That's Keen Coleman there, of course, sitting in conversation with Colm after last night's win over Galway United. Manchester United goal up away to Tottenham. Mike Lawrence. Tottenham nil, Manchester United won. The visitors Blake in the uh, deadlock, courtesy of that man, Cristiano Ronaldo, beating uh, Ben Davis to slot home from the right-hand side of the uh, goal, giving Hugo Lloris uh, no chance. Tottenham nil, Man United won. Not going too well for uh, Cork City away to Piedmont. Uh, the hosts at 3 0 up there inside the first uh, 11 minutes. On your Gorman out with the latest goal there for the league leaders. All right, for more on Cork City season, uh, joined now by Andrew Horgan of the Evening Echo, who's covering the game for the Echo last night and uh, has been uh, keeping a close eye on Cork City all season. Andrew, uh, how are you, sir? Yeah, I'm not too bad now. How are you? I'm good. Thank you very much indeed for coming on with us today, Andrew. Um, I suppose starting with, I suppose, City's performance last night, albeit a weekend Galway United side, but still an impressive Cork City performance. Yeah, that's the thing. Obviously, Galway, they have one eye, if not two eyes, firmly on their upcoming playoffs, and John Caulfield made 10 changes accordingly, so they were a much changed and much weakened side, but the thing is, obviously, you have to focus on the positives from a Cork City point of view. They had to beat the team that's put out there in front of them. They did that fairly impressively as well. So, obviously, again, like Galway is still a decent side at the end. So, but to, uh, to put in a good performance and to get the three points, three goals, a clean sheet to end the season, can everyone came away happy? Big crowd there last night as well. So, it's a really good night for Cork City in the end. Certainly bodes well for the future, Andrew. And there's been um, a great kind of, I suppose, buzz and I suppose a bit of community spirit around the club um, in the last couple of months that have been lacking, I suppose. Yeah, and, and like you could see that last night, it said it nearly a crowd of two and a half thousand. That's like considering it was a test rubber at the end of the season, like that's an, an incredible uh, amount of people to turn up at the game. And the weather wasn't the best either, I know, because I was there myself and it was quite cold and wet. So fair play to them for turning out, and the atmosphere at the end was great. And I said, like, ending the season, like, like for the first uh, start of the season wasn't great. There was a lot of bad results, but in the last few weeks and months, as I said, there's been a bit of momentum building. and they said the win last night kind of really gives that feel at the end of the season and looking ahead to next year that maybe they are going in the right direction and again you'd be a bit confident that maybe next year will surely be better than this year. Yeah it certainly is. I know Colin Healy has kind of targeted like a promotion push for next season as well and I suppose that's where everyone would expect Cork City to be next season to be competing at the top end of the table. Yeah and I kind of mentioned to him after it last night about obviously what they want to do kind of plans and the the off-season and he obviously wouldn't talk too much about it but um, <laughs> at one stage the fans in attendance were singing Barry Coffey we want you to stay and I said if they can try and get a deal with him with Celtic in, in any way even another loan or something would be great and Aaron Bulger as well has been really impressive since he's come so if they could keep the two of them on the books it would be great and, and that's kind of what you're looking at now you know the team and the squad they finished the, they finished the season quite strongly so the aim is obviously to keep them together and if they can strengthen and add further players then you give them a real chance of um, finishing in the playoffs at least next year because at the end of the day as bad as it was this season they only finished just four points behind fifth and that is a kind of disappointing at the end that they didn't put a run of results together of it sooner this year Yeah exactly uh, actually speaking of Barry Coffey he's been a revelation since he arrived from Glasgow Celtic um, and when his match fitness increased over the course of a couple of games he became Cork City's pivotal player he's been absolutely fantastic since he arrived hasn't he? Yeah, and he said that like, sometimes I know people here, like where he's coming from, the big club, and it can be a bit of pressure on him, but he certainly lived up to that billing. And again, Colin Healy deserves credit for getting the deal done. Now, he's a former Celtic player himself, so his connections there, and it's great to get him in. And yeah, he scored some great goals as well. He's been a real great player for them since he's come in, and as a fan's favourite as well. So again, I'm not sure how easy it'll be. Like, obviously, hopefully, you'd like to think he enjoyed this time of course even though the results weren't the best he they said becoming a fan favourite but um, they said if they can keep him and build a team around him um, he'd be pivoted a little to a promotion push next year Bit of history made last night as well Andrew with uh, Carl Heffernan becoming Cork City's youngest ever uh, player last night at uh, 16 years and was at 125 days or something like that uh, a player with a massive future ahead of him um, obviously some tremendous sporting pedigree with his mother and father but he's carving out his own career and he's doing it very very well yeah, absolutely. There's probably a bit of pressure under him coming from, coming from the family that he does. And but like I said there's no sentiment from Colin Healy throwing him in last night. He he believed in him and he felt he was ready. And like you just see him coming onto the pitch last night, the stature. And like he's he's probably one of the biggest, tallest players on the pitch as well. And he's only such a young age. And 
you know, I've seen him myself recently with the Republic of Ireland 17s and he's actually flying with them as well and he's he's obviously just so young that he's going to grow and needs time to develop but it's obviously a great moment for him and his family coming on last night and like straight away he was right in the take of the action like a couple of clearances straight away and like he really didn't look out of place and so it's the first appearance for him and I'm sure he'll get a lot more under his belt next year. And just overall, just looking back on Cork City's season, Andrew, I know you touched on it a bit there, but I suppose Colin Healy's first full season in management was always going to be a, a tough one for him. Um, but he's certainly grown into the role, I think, and once, I suppose, he got his vision for the club and the way he wanted him to play across, uh, like the performances came and uh, it gave everyone a lift, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of something that's often forgotten about, really, that it is his first full season, because everyone knows his name and the reputation, but it's his first full year in senior management, so I'm sure there's things he feels he could have done better in and that's just his learning experience for him as well a learning curve for him and um, you look at the team as well like that, especially at the start of the year like there was a lot of inexperience you know there was I kind of felt bad at sometimes for like Benny and you know, Marshall Bryan and uh, Key and Murphy that they were the two young fellas up front and they were the ones mm. that all the fans were turning to for the goals and that's a lot of pressure on them at such a young age as well as other players that I haven't mentioned but as I said they've grown as the season has gone on because they've just been getting that experience they've been learning on the job I suppose and as I said like you know next year obviously they'll be a year older they'll be a lot wiser they'll be a bit more street wise and as I said there's a nice uh, young crop of players there that if they can keep them all together which is the main thing now for next season um, then there is reason to be optimistic for that as well and I suppose Colin I suppose no luck with injuries as well I mean like Stephen Beattie hardly featured this season, this season Garrett Morris he missed uh, a huge chunk of it that's two very experienced players uh, George Heaven who looked very very solid at the start of the season missed a lot of the campaign as well so like, there are three big players three players you'd imagine would be your first in the starting 11 and he was missing most of them for the for the season yeah, and as you mentioned, when we have so many young players, you think the likes of Stephen Beattie and Garrod Morrissey, they'd be a big influence on the pitch, kind of helping these lads settle in. And as I said, unfortunately, it's just been a bit injury ravaged season for the two of them. George Evan, he did look really good as well. And if he could have stayed fit, uh, no doubt he could have um, nailed down a place in centre back, really commanding player as well. And I say Cork City, like they have so many young players to have these um, three senior guys in the team would have helped. And um, unfortunately, they just weren't fit enough this season. And mm-hmm. We hope now with the off-season that they can obviously get a bit of work and a bit of rest in and it's just a bit more luck next year in terms on the injury front and um, if they are to stay around the club which they said at the moment there's, there's a lot of things up in the air and a lot of futures to be decided and things but you would imagine that they would like to keep Stephen Meaty and Garrod Marcy and George Evan around if they can just for that experience alone. Yeah, exactly. All right, that's the men's team. Uh, the women's team just kicked off away to P Mount United at six o'clock. Um, big game for them next weekend, Andrew. I suppose the biggest thing is the the drive for two K, uh, the uh, appeal to get two thousand fans into a, a women's game and create a women's national league record, as uh, started by our friends on the other Three Amigos podcast uh, a number of weeks back. It's a fantastic initiative, and uh, there seems to be a lot of momentum behind it, Andrew. Yeah, it's a great idea in fairness and um, it deserves to be backed. Like I've been covering the women's now for a few years and I've seen um, how much commitment they give to the team and as well, like you know, they don't get a penny for playing for the club, they're doing it just for their love of the sport and the love of the club as well. So they gain a monster derby against Treaty, you know, they're trying to get three points to ensure they don't finish bottom of the division as well. Treaty can climb ahead of them, I think, as well, depending on how results go between now and then. But I said it should be a big game and yeah, we just kind of I just encourage myself, I just encourage everyone to get out and watch a game. Like the men's season's over now, so it's an opportunity to go to Turner's Cross. Two o'clock on a Saturday is a great time as well. And I said these players deserve it because particularly last year they, they have a tough season this year, but last year they got to a cup final and finished in top four and there's nobody there to see it and I said it would be just a great there is a bit of a buzz around the club now, as I said, um after last night and two and a half thousand there, you know, you only looking for maybe a fraction of that to come and get out and support the women and um, it said they deserve it and again it'd be great if they could get it and, and the there's a charity element sorry as well just to mention like, again another incentive um, Breast Cancer Ireland to get all the proceeds from it so again another reason just to go out and support it yeah exactly yeah, the drive for 2k for next hour would be, would be absolutely fantastic but just on their season as a whole Andrew I mean, it's always tough I suppose changing manager um, mid-season especially someone like Ronan who had gotten City to a cup final last year had worked so hard with them I know Paul's taken over now and is doing a great job with them but I suppose it has been a, a tough season for the women this year yeah it kind of started really at the end of last year like uh, like last year they finished top four and at half time in the cup final they were, they were drawing nil all and 
you think if they could go on and win the cup, you know what an incredible season that would have been. But fortunately, that second half didn't go their way. They ended up um, losing quite heavily. But and then they ended up losing Tier Shanoonin, who who is now a senior a senior international. And fair credit to her, but um, she was a huge loss for the side. And like the men's, really, they they are a very young side as well, and they're all kind of learning as the season's grown. And there has been times where they've they haven't been great and they haven't performed well. But again, you could put that down to a lack of experience and. But then again, like the said, they have a lot of talented young players that are coming through. And again, like the season has been tough for them, but they are building towards next year as well. And um, it'd be great again just if people can go and see them and they can finish the season high against Treaty um, and give them a real boost as well to push on for next year. Certainly will. Uh, Andrew Horgan of the Evening Echo, thanks very much for talking to us. Hopefully, see you and 2,000 other people at Turners Cross next Saturday. Yeah, fingers crossed. Thanks very much, Rory. Thank you, Andrew. Really looking forward to that game at Turner's Cross uh, next week in the drive uh, for 2K. But not going well for the women away to Piedmont United at the moment. 22 minutes on the clock. Piedmont leading by five goals to nil. All right, still to come on the show. Uh, plenty of Gaelic games to come. Uh, previewing the Premier uh, Premier Senior Football Championship bag games happening tomorrow in Porky. We're going to hear from Clonakilty and we're going to hear from Castlehaven in a bit. Reaction from Bishopstown to come as well after this survived a relegation playoff uh, today and we're going to look back on Cove Ramblers season next going to hear from John O'Shea uh, football journalist with the Evening Echo and we're going to hear from Cove Ramblers boss himself Dan Murphy Sex, clothes, popularity is there a problem here? Clueless just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water Jaws oh no Jaws 2 Love film grab a slice of the Cork International Film Festival in cinemas and online Friday 5th to Sunday 21st grab the free app My CIFF now and stay listening to proud media partner Cork's Red FM for your chance to win tickets. We'll be anything but on the air and unaware. Definitely the Truman Show. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. Now the second half about to get underway between Tottenham and Manchester United. It's United to lead Mike Lawrence. Half time from Spurs against Man United and it comes in 3 2 1. Tottenham nil, Manchester United 1. The home side had just shaded it in terms of first half chances, but again it's that final execution which has eluded them and they've been made to pay. Five minutes before the break, Cristiano Ronaldo pounced to catch Spurs defender Ben Davis snapping to float the ball past Hugo Lloris for his fourth goal of the season. Earlier Human Son tried dinking the United stopper David De Gea but that flew over the crossbar a big 45 minutes for both teams coming up you feel Tottenham nil, Manchester United 1 that United goal was an absolute beauty tremendous finish from Cristiano Ronaldo right Cole Ramblers wrapping up their season last night with a 2-1 win away to Athlone Town three wins on the bounce for Darren Murphy's side to wrap up their season I got a chance to speak to Darren earlier on today Right, we're joined on the line now by Cove Ramblers manager Darren Murphy. Ramblers wrapping up their season last night with a 2-1 win away to Athlone Town. Darren, you have to be happy with that result. Yeah, definitely. Look, uh, you know, Friday night uh, away from home and you go up there, it's lashing rain, cold, in the middle of kind of out in the open in Athlone as well. So, um, you know, for the lads to go and put in a shift and put in a performance like they did and get the win is, is always great you know it's a great feeling as well when you're travelling home at, on the bus long journey you know with a win What type of game is it Darren? Yeah so it, it, it was it was it was a I suppose a, a game where we had to probably work hard at loan were very good on the on, on the ball I thought they played really good football and you know they they, they got into good positions. Their 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 midfields, uh, you know, where you could see they were interchanging and getting on it and and trying to create. And you know, their 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 front two had some great movement as well off each other. Um, so you know, we 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 tried to match and, and and adapt. And you know, it was probably up for us for work right there. The home side, you know, they feel comfortable on the Astro. We haven't probably played in Astro, you know, and, and they were used to it. And there was a bit of zip and. But we did, we adjusted and we adapted to it well. And, you know, we said to our lads at halftime, you know, coming in, either both teams had chances, you know, to, to, to go up. We're probably lucky to be 1-0 up or same for for them if it was them. But, you know, to, to keep working hard and, and and we went through a couple of tactical things and, you know, second half went out there, obviously, you know, conceded one all. But it was great then we were to bring, you know, lads off the bench and, and, and get the 2-1. And, you know, we, we had a couple of chances other than that as well. So, 
it's three wins in the bounce starting to wrap up the season what's clicked in the last couple of weeks I think just settled you know as you said we probably were, were settled for, for a bit and then we had you know injuries suspensions and we were changing all the time and your decisions and you know like um, I, th- I think we got it, it was the kind of break game where we were going to settle then Galway and you know Cabo and then Shells and you know the, the, the performances were the same the same kind of people in the team they knew what to do and that means that means a lot then you know and uh, no, I, th- I think the lads have worked hard like you know we, we had a tough couple of weeks there and you know they were working working hard off the pitch and you know I suppose coming together as a group and obviously there's a couple of new players came in as well when we came in and you know time to settle with each other and trust each other and then trusting us as a, as a management team and um, everything just came together looking the performances were there uh, and, and, and and God the results then you know uh, came as well like yeah, because it was a tough start, I suppose, to your tenure as well. And as you mentioned, I suppose, when a new management team comes in, it takes a while for the players to, to I suppose, gel with the, the new management team. Do you feel that was the case with you guys? And is it a case now that the, the players know exactly what you want from them and your vision for how you want Ramblers to play? Yeah, I think, look, that that does probably take time, probably not using it as an excuse either. Um, is, is that like, you know, look... We came in. They're they're good lads as well. They they're good professional footballers, and they know how to play football. They're playing it a long time now, and they have ability. And they just needed that bit of belief in each other as well, and belief in their own ability. And and look, I suppose you're you're looking at the games. There was maybe one or two bad performances, but it, you know sometimes in football we weren't getting the luck, and then it drags on to next week, and your confidence is down. And but. Fair play to each one of them, you know, they they, they, they grafted hard, worked hard and, and you know, like it, it's a testament then the last three games to get the results. I mean, you look at Shelburne, they come down to Cork as the champions and, you know, they only had two losses all season and one of them was us. So, you know, be proud of that. And, uh, and again, you know, nothing to play for at the bottom of the table, but there was because, you know, there's pride and, you know, we finished a higher place there again. It's, you know, it's worth more money to the club then in a higher placing. So, um, you know, yeah, fair play to them for doing that. Like, you know, bodes well, I suppose, for next season. Season as well, Darren. A big year for Ramblers, I suppose, off the pitch as well with the centenary of the club next year. So, twenty twenty two shaping up to be a massive year. Yeah, look, it's always going to be a big year in the club. Um, they put a lot of work in uh, outside of that as well. You know, the, the board have been working hard. You know, the academy this year as well has done really well. So it's, it's brilliant. Our coaches and, and, and academy director um, involved in that as well. You know, to like I was on the 17th match there just a minute ago. They beat UCD 2-1 there in the final now. So um, no credit to everyone involved in the club. And it, it seems to be it's kind of going up and up and people are working hard off the pitch to, to make it succeed on the pitch. So um, next year, obviously, there's going to be there's going to be a lot going on, you know, the 100 years. Um, you know, we're going to probably be playing some big games against some big teams. And, you know, I think the academy are going to go on a couple of trips and, you know, there'll, there'll be lots of stuff fun but uh, it's not um, you know uh, take it back to the, to the work that has to be put in behind that for all that stuff to happen so um, yeah lots to do and lots going on and for you Darren as well I mean like I, we're, we're speaking now it's not even 24 hours after the season has ended but I'd imagine your work for next season has already begun it has already begun I suppose even before today yeah look <laughs> partially it doesn't yeah it doesn't stop no break as I said uh, off the bus and that loan home it Two o'clock, and you're down to games. Then today as well, and um, you know that, that's that's just the way it is. But look, that's what, that's what you do. You love you love football. You love the game, and uh, that's 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 part of it. But uh, no, like, and, and we enjoy it. And you know, all all the backroom team are getting prepared, getting ready now. And you're like, you know, our players are the same as well. They'll take their break, and you know, they'll they'll have to, um, you know, keep keep themselves taking over as well because that's what essentially what it is now you know like you know like I suppose back when I was playing you take a take a long time off and do what you want to know which you can't do that like you mm. you have to keep your body in in a, in a good shape you know and uh, everyone is doing it and I suppose they're all competing against each other and like look at the end of the the rainbow there's a pot of gold it, it, it's a chance for these these lads to maybe become a professional footballer somewhere and 
you get out work these days and if you, you don't want to be out work you want to um, you know you, you want a pot of gold you got to work for it like you know mm. And Darren, um, the Stephen Ireland Astro opening officially last week down in Cove, it's a, a massive moment, I suppose, for football on the island. It's, it's huge for Ramblers itself. And I, I believe you trained on it this week as well, did you? And how did you find it? Yeah, no, we, we, we didn't train on it this week, no. Um, but our, acad- our academy did. Um, and, you know, it's such a fantastic facility. And, you know, even looking at all the games, that w- we, there was a, a thing with those. Yeah. I think there would have been eight or nine games called off this weekend. They all got to play which is essentially what the facility was built for. You know, we you want to be playing football, you want kids to play football, you want them to have a facility to play so um, they get better, you know, they and, and they enjoy it more and uh no it's 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 brilliant. We were down there for the opening um, you know, and it was a great day. Uh and and, and for a small island the cove as well to have so many stars there on the day, you know, and just it is it, brilliant and for me I think it's it's something we can uh, build in Cork uh, and, and across Ireland as well. Is that you know one young kid's dream? You know, growing up to be a footballer, he becomes one, and look what came out of it. You know, um, and that's replicated up and down the country as well. So it's an investment. Like if we put this investment in our players now and our young players, and you know it'll pay back in spades. Like you know, yeah, it certainly will. Darren, uh, pleasure talking to you today. As always, buddy. Congratulations on uh, the win last night and the, the great ends of the season. And uh, enjoy the off season. And sure, we'll be talking to you before the start of next season. Brilliant. Thanks, Rory. Thanks, Darren. I said season an awful lot there in that rounding up link, but that was Dan Murphy, Coverhammer's boss. It's great to chat to him. Manchester United still a goal up uh, away to Tottenham. Cristiano Ronaldo had the ball in the net again. A terrific strike, um, but he was offside. Uh, tried to beat the offside trap, but it just straight offside. But a terrific finish uh, nonetheless. But it still it remains Tottenham nil, Manchester United one. Going to uh, hear now from uh, Evening Echoes John O'Shea, who's been covering Ramblers in depth uh, this season for the Evening Echo. John, how are you, sir? Hi, Rory. Good boy. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, I suppose we'll start with the positives, I guess. Um, three wins for Ramblers in the bounce to, to round off their season. And uh, it looks like, I suppose, Darren Murphy's philosophy and vision for the club has really transferred over to the players. It is, you know, it's kind of the way I think about it. It's kind of similar to like maybe Stephen Kenny with Ireland. So that kind of way, it's probably it's probably a process. It's probably it wasn't going to maybe get an instant kind of set of results, but you know, you could really see. And even even before the wins, like you know, probably the, the games they 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 dashed them home to Galway and dashed them home to the Brave. Even in those games, the performances actually were like off pretty good. It was just maybe a mistake or maybe just a lapse of concentration here and there that just kind of just cost them or just like maybe like a sending off. But like you know, you could see. It is kind of the fruits of the labour kind of are there. It seems to be a good kind of like, you know, even Darren has kind of mentioned this as well in like, press conferences like during the last couple of weeks that, you know, he's placed a big emphasis like on strength and conditioning with the Rams players and that's from the stats that they've been looking as well that the fitness levels seem to have gone up and up and then they've improved and I think not only Darren as well but I think also so he, 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 when, you, when you look at it, like he has a fairly good like like backroom team. Like he, I think Darren actually described last week in the, the press conference before the the Atlanta game is one of the best backroom teams in the country. So you have um of the uh, city legend up in there, John O'Flynn, like Connor Mead as well, the former Rangers player, and like Fran Mactus, um Fran Mactus actually was a very good uh, addition like for for Darren to get in because like, so he was um he was uh, he was a caretaker award for first team manager last year in the Premier Division, and he was there for a couple of years as um, assistant to um. And Reynolds and also John Sheridan, so like he's a he's a good coaching mind. So I mean, like, I think on top of Darren, but there's a good there's a good backroom team there. Like you would you would see that the play even the last couple of weeks, well, it, it could have been easy for the players to to kind of throw in the towel you know, when the playoffs overreached. But it was a big credit to them as well, you know, that they kind of they they, they kept on going and you know, they would keep going fight to the very end of the season. And it was interesting, even though Daniel Connell actually I was talking last week for the Echo, he was kind of saying that people might look at it saying we have nothing to play up for anything that loan. But we actually do because, like, we're, we're playing for a place. We're trying to, like, for, in, for next season. Like, we want to show Darren. We want to be around in the Ramblers squad next season. We like, we don't want to be down in the bottom half of the table. We want, we want to be around to try to push Ramblers hopefully up towards the, up towards the upper part of the table and hopefully maybe challenge for the playoffs. Do Ramblers have, I suppose, a squad? Do you think, John, to, to challenge for the playoffs that they have at the moment, uh, with a couple of additions in the off season, obviously? But do you think Ramblers will be there thereabouts next season? 
Like, I, I, I was actually, I was thinking about there actually yeah, over, over during the day. Like, you know, um, it's probably, like, if you look at the, like, I think if you look at the gap between the bottom of the first division and the, the and the and the top compared, to, like, it, it's a lot, it's closer compared to maybe the bottom of the Premier Division and the top of like the, the Longford and Shire, the bottom of the Premier to the, the top of the Premier. Like even that, a good example. This show, it shows like, I mean, like Rambler, like so their sides that maybe like have more, maybe like you have sides maybe bigger budgets and maybe. I mean, even the clubs around Dublin, though, the likes of like maybe Bray as well, it's easier for them to attract players on loan from the from the Premier Division clubs like Brendan Cavanaugh going on loan to Shamrock Rovers. But like even like three, if you look at three United this year, you know, coming into the league, I mean, and Tommy Barrett, what he's done there, actually, it's, it's an article. It's probably one of the stories mm, of yeah. the league of Ireland, really, you know. But like, it's all about like two weeks' notice, but like, they came in, but like it was all about momentum and how well organized. And the and there guys who came maybe from similar kind of clubs that call like I'd imagine Dan would be recruiting player from next year to act in a Munster senior league level. So they, 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 they had Anto Dan who's gone up there now from Ring Mahon to Treaty. Like, and it's all about just it's like the championship in England. Like, you know, it's all about kind of getting that momentum. Often you know, being up there like that. You like if you look at maybe in terms of both, like, like Treaty probably you, you would have had a lot of clubs maybe uh, like so like there's full time teams there like Cox City and Galway. But they're up there. It's like I think the, the jump for 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 Cove even. I think like if you look at the goal, I was looking today like the goals for and the goals conceded. Like if they score another ten or fifteen, and even at the other end, if they can just like, if they can bring in Sal and, and and they've kind of shown signs in the last couple of games. You know that even off the ball, no, that no, last night they, Darren, you can see that they really they look very well drilled in terms of their shape off the ball. And like if they can cut down the amount of goals conceded next season. And also add maybe another maybe ten, fifteen goals in the other end. So there's no reason why they can't be up there. So, but it, I think definitely Darren in terms of next, I'd, I'd imagine a, a lot of it probably will be kind of. If it, I, I suppose he'd be identifying areas where they can improve on. And I think there's definitely players in the Booster Senior League as well. If you can get the right players in as well, you know they can, they can step up because we we seen even like there's like guys Daniel Connell coming in. He's he's doing very well coming in from from Avondale, like Kieran Griffin, Neil Connell coming from Cove Wanderers. Jason Abbott, I like. I know he was in the league before, but he's kind of um, even though he was a co-founder as well. Down with the known from there, and even up, even up the old like Cox City, he's Gordon Walker playing with them. But you see, seen the Munster Senior League coming up. So I, I think as well, the Munster Senior League is a good like you know maybe it's a, it's a good it's the gap I think between top into the Munster Senior League and the first division. It's it's, it's not a massive gap, yeah. you know. And I, I think there is players in the league there who could if, if Darren can attract the right player and maybe you know, the right quality player. There is definitely chance in the Munster Senior League who could. Yeah, and John, it's a big year as I mentioned to Darren there next year for the club off the field with the the centenary the centenary of the club happening as well next year and um, a massive year I, I suppose for the club in that regard. Oh yeah, definitely. Do you know, and um, I think it's probably everything. I suppose like if you look at down and forth you now um, off the field, I mean the the progress they've made in the last the recent times has been has been very good. Like you know. Is securing the obviously a long term lease at the FEI for St. Bowman's Park. You know, that's it. That was that was, that was one, that, up there. one of the biggest things. I know there's been a number of things this year, but you know, just in terms of having their long term future secure, like the St. Bowman's Park, that, that's a great thing for the club. And even like the call for football initiative, obviously, last yeah. week with the Stephen Ireland desk. I mean, there's a lot of good work being done down around Cove um, at the moment, and like even like even the likes of like. Below Leary and stuff like the committee having strategic partnerships with the likes of Villarreal and Burnley. So, I, mean, like, I was looking there. I think the only club with a formal partnership in the League of Ireland with a Premier League club, apart from Cove, I was looking at the only other club is um, Sligo Rovers with Everton. Um, so, I mean, it, it shows as well that they have made great strides in terms of what they've done off the field. And even it's evident that the, even at the Shelburne game there, in the last couple of games there, like, there was nothing you would have thought to play for with the, with the playoffs. But there's a good buzz around the place. There's a lot of kids. And with Ramblers jerseys, and you know, they they really in terms of reaching out to the community down there, it seems to be in a, in a good place. And I think the challenge now for the club, I suppose, really, the progress has been off the field. I think they're hoping to maybe, I'd say, just to try, try to translate translate that into progress on the pitch you now um, next season. And like I, I do, I do know that they that, that they are ambitious down there. But they want to be up. Um, they don't want to be down at the bottom end of the first division. They want to be up challenging and ultimately trying to, to get into the Premier Division, you know, and um, so they, like, that, that Darren would have said to me, you know, that, like, that an interview, like, that, that, that the playing talent is there in Cork, you know, it's, it's a big enough top of the year, like, you know, that there's no reason why you couldn't have, like, the City Ramblers Derby in the Premier Division, do you know what I mean? 
and it would be absolutely fantastic to see that uh, John O'Shea of the Evening Echo thanks very much for joining us really enjoyed your coverage of Cove Ramblers this year and uh, looking forward to their centenary next year thanks so much Roy United still a goal up on Tottenham 60 minutes on the clock let's chat, uh, chat to John O'Shea there about Cove Ramblers season um, and uh, certainly a lot uh, going on at the club and it's going to be a fantastic year for the next year with their centenary Cork City women 6-0 down to P-Mount now uh, approaching half time there in the scenery hurling championship quarter final Bride Rovers have beaten Blarney 221-216 in the uh, Bon Secours senior football champ- senior A football championship uh, relegation play off today Bishopstown beating uh, Bantry Blues 116-219 Jor was there and got a chance to speak to uh, Bishopstown's uh, Ken O'Halloran uh, Ken O'Halloran hearty congratulations Bishopstown retained their status and a deserved win yeah I think to be fair no, we played we played really well today um, I suppose the overriding emotion really is just relief because it's one of those games you don't want to be involved in there's a lot of pressure on it but it's a great one to come over as well Old Park is it for the club you know the club inside open home park and is it for the club not just this year but the next couple of years yeah I think there's good young teams coming through and there probably hasn't been over the last couple of years and it's important that um, we get those lads through now and try and build something because I think listen we're, we're not an intermediate football club we don't think we are anyway and I suppose the last couple of years have been very tough especially for some of the older lads but uh, today was a nice one some of the older lads will be sticking around hopefully anyway hopefully there's a few miles left in us yet I think and speaking of older lads to be fair to Daniel Crowley today full forward had a Fantastic game, unbelievable. I mean, Crowley when he's playing like that is unstoppable. I mean, I've, I've played with Crowley since since we're four or five, and when he's on form, he is literally unstoppable. So today he was brilliant. Yeah, congratulations, Ken O'Halloran. Ken O'Halloran, there. I'll be speaking to Jura. Going to hear from Abantry Blues and uh, Colin Cronin. Um, Colin Cronin, obviously disappointment. It's pretty obvious when you lose relegation playoff, but the opportunity to rebuild and regroup. I mean, this is hugely important over Bantry. Yeah, look, um, no complaints about today's result. We were well beaten on the day, even from the road away. We just never got going. Didn't play anything like we did against Mallow. And I feel that if you don't bring intensity to this level, you're, you're caught straight away because you're facing good footballers all around you. And we struggled today. No doubt about it, we struggled. Um, and a particular reason for that, because it was a heavy pitch. It was a good pitch, but it was a heavy pitch. But did they just get off to a better start? I think they did. You know, we had the wind as well. So, you know, we were... We picked that decision we wanted to go down and, and hopefully build momentum get a few scores but we just seemed to be second to every ball for some reason we didn't seem ourselves yeah. nowhere like we played the last day and you know you, you can only play the game just in front of you and, and we didn't play well enough today and we were, we're not sure why but we just didn't play um, Daniel Crowley for far for them he rolled back to yours he caused a lot of a lot of damage up there setting up scores and winning frees was that like was that one of the main problems that you just struggled to deal with them um, no in fairness we had them over the last two weeks we had worked on those because we had seen him in action and we knew what he was capable of and in fairness to him today like I, I think maybe you were being too kind to us he, he did a lot lot of damage like you know and, and we tried several things with him but I think he was responsible for a lot of scores on our on our checklist anyway and uh, listen it's football sometimes it's a simple game and he played it simple but he, he played very well and caused us serious problems but Regrouping is huge here Colin you have a young base there is a lot of young players in Bantry and minor coming through at under 20 under 21 level I mean it's, it's not easy to talk about it right now I appreciate but there is enough raw talent to come back ah, there is um, oh, there is There's, there definitely is I think you know I suppose look, when you um, this is our fourth defeat in the championship so like you, this really you, you can't be saying well, we're unlucky in all games this is where we're at and I think we, we just have to regroup the players are there but they also know the level they have to aspire to be at to, if they want to play senior of football this is what they need to do yeah, it's Colin Cronin there of Bantry Blues. Manchester United have gone 2 0 up away to Tottenham, Edinson Cavani. Uh, with the second for the Red Devils, our man Jerry McCarthy, the Spurs fan, won't be too happy about that one at all. Going to hear more from Jer as he's uh, been previewing the Premier Senior Football Championship uh, quarterfinals tomorrow. Jer will be at Parky Quay for us for both games. Uh, Clannock Kilty uh, against Duhallow, Castlehaven versus Valley Rovers. Running massively out of time now, we're going to hear from uh, Jer. Uh, chatting to the Havens Mark Collins as they prepare to take on Valley Rovers in Porky Cueve tomorrow OK this weekend's Cork Premier Senior Football Championship quarter finals are down for decision there's a huge double header at Porky Cueve Castlehaven taking on Valley Rovers and Clannacilty taking on Duhalo in a double header we're joined now by Cork Senior Footballer and Castlehaven player Mark Collins to preview that Castlehaven and Valley Rovers game Mark welcome to the Big Red Bench Thanks very much sir um, all eyes will be on Parky Creeve this coming weekend. It's a massive doubleheader, a lot of West Cork interest, but significant for you and your teammates in that it's the first time 
back at Parky Cueve since he lost that county final earlier in the year, the 2020 county final to Nemo. Is that playing any kind of part in the build-up or are you treating this as just another game? I suppose it's not, to be honest with you. You know, as you said, treating it as any other game. Um, obviously, we're absolutely delighted to get back up to the park. It's probably where every club player wants to be playing. It's as good as any pitch in the country, and you know we're going to. We know we're going to have absolutely no excuses in there next Sunday and not to perform. Um, you're up against tough opponents. It goes without saying you don't reach the last eight of this particular grade without being a good team. Paul Holland is involved with Valley Rovers this year. Um, obviously, they've come through a very tough group themselves, but. This is a team that you would have seen earlier in the year come down to Moneyvillan, beat Castlehaven in the, in, the, in the county league. But even since then, they've been improving. This is going to be a really, really tough test for you. Yeah, it's going to be a huge test, as you said again. Um, you know, we know exactly what valleys are going to bring. Uh, as you said, when I was down at that, at that game in, at the start of the year in the, or in the in the league, and they were very impressive that day. Um, Paul Holland involved with them. You know, we've had some good battles with Paul over the years. Well, we, he was involved with CIT when we, we had a couple of great games with them in Kildare, so we know they're going to be very well prepared and uh, a, right, a, right bat, a right battle on Sunday. That's uh, Castlehaven's Mark Collins running massively out of time. What I'm going to do is I'm going to stick uh, the extended versions of these interviews on the Big Red Bench podcast. You get that on redfm.ie just after 7pm. Just going to hear briefly, uh, before we do that, going to get a report uh, from the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium where Manchester United have doubled their lead against Tottenham. Tottenham nil, Manchester United 2, Edison Cavani doubling United's lead. A lovely move started by Bruno Fernandes who found the score of the first goal, Cristiano Ronaldo. His ball was pitch perfect to Cavani who slotted home pass Hugo Lloris for Tottenham nil, Manchester United 2 Alright just to wrap up the show just a bit of uh, Clonic Kilties uh, Tom Clancy speaking uh, to Jar ahead of tomorrow's Bonsa Course Premier Senior Football Championship quarterfinal against Duhal and as I said uh, extended versions on the podcast from NFM.ie in a bit Now the Bonsa Course Cork Premier Senior Football Championship has reached the quarterfinal stage and Clonic Kilty from West Cork are taking on Duhalo in the last eight delighted to be joined by Clonic Kilty's Tom Clancy Tom welcome to the Big Red Bench Hi, Joe. How are things? Things are good. Things are good. Um, congratulations to you and your teammates and your club reaching the quarterfinals of the county championship. Um, I know you lost to Bars in your final group game, but how happy are you with Clannacilty's progress overall this season? Yeah, look, I suppose um, one of our goals at the start of the season was to get out of the group stage. And um, we've done that now, so look, we're happy in that regards. Um, with regards to the Bars game, the last day, I suppose we were a bit disappointed in how that went. But overall, we're happy and we're into the quarterfinal, and that's where we want to be. Um, the confidence boost of winning back-to-back games, Tom, I'd imagine. First, uh, it was Island Rovers, and then a tight one with Ballon Colleague. You were already qualified before you played the Bars, but the fact that, as you said, you've reached that goal, especially for the younger players in the team, hugely important for the development of Clannacilty. Absolutely. Look, um, we knew we were in a tough group. It was always going to be tight to get out of it. Um, last year, I suppose, things didn't go the way we wanted, and we knew that we had a good set-up this year. Um, we have a good panel of players and I suppose when we came together this after the year, look, our intention was to get out of the group. The way it fell, we had Island Rovers the first day. We have been constant going to that. Um, we got a good result. Ballon Colleague did the next game. That was always going to be a very tight game but um, we were delighted to come out of that with a one-point win uh, kind of game that went down to the wire. But it was great to show, I suppose, people of Clannacilty that we can do it and uh, we got the result there so that was something that gave us a big boost in going into the last game um, things reflecting on the, on the Bears game I suppose would have been happy enough the first half but after that I think things got away from us so that's clinical to Tom Clancy and as I said extended versions of that uh, interview and uh, Mark Hans of Castlehaven on the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.ie in the next couple of minutes but we are massively out of time thank you very much indeed for tuning our way Stevie's up next enjoy the rest of your Saturday chat to you tomorrow The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM now the Bon Secours Cork Premier Senior Football Championship has reached the quarter-final stage and Clannacilty from West Cork are taking on Duhallo in the last eight. Delighted to be joined by Clannacilty's Tom Clancy. Tom, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Hi, Joe. How are things? Things are good. Things are good. Um, congratulations to you and your teammates and your club reaching the quarter-finals of the county championship. Um, I know you lost to Bars in your final group game, but how happy are you with Clannacilty's progress overall this season? 
Yeah, look, I suppose um, one of our goals at the start of the season was to get out of the group stage. Um, we've done that now, so look, we're happy in that regards. Um, with regards to the Bars game, the last I suppose we were a bit disappointed in how that went. But overall, we're happy and we're into the quarterfinal, and that's where we want to be. And um, the confidence boost of winning back-to-back games, Tom, I'd imagine. First, uh, it was Island Rovers, and then a tight one with Ballincollig. You were already qualified before you played the Bars. But the fact that, as you said, you've reached that goal, especially for the younger players in the team, hugely important for the development of Clannacilty. Absolutely. Look, um, we knew we were in a tough group. It was always going to be tight to get out of it. Um, last year, I suppose, things didn't go the way we wanted. And we knew that we had a good setup this year. Um, we have a good panel of players. And I suppose when we came together just after the year, look, our intention was to get out of the group. The way it fell, we had Island Rovers the first day. We've been constant going to that. Um, we got a good result. Ballincollig did the next game. That was always going to be a very tight game. But um, we were delighted to come out of that with a one-point win, uh, kind of game that went down to the wire. But it was great to show, I suppose, people of Clannacilty that we can do it. And uh, we got the result there. So that was something that gave us a big boost in going into the last game. Um, things reflecting on the, on the Bears game, I suppose, would have been happy enough the first half, but after that, I think things got away from us. So, we're, as I said in general, we're uh, we're very happy. You mentioned uh, the new setup this year. Holly O'Neill back in as manager, a man you know very well, and a, a, a new backroom team. That's obviously had a positive effect. Uh, definitely, yeah. Look, Holly's been around a long time. Um, he's probably been watching Clan Senior football for. A long time before I started playing, um, he knows the stuff. He brought in Neil DC, who's an excellent trainer with him, um, and Brian Murphy and Owen Ryan, who know their stuff as well. They're all uh, clan men, and you know what? They're, they brought, I suppose, a bit of a freshness into the group, and uh, every player is enjoying it again this year, so it's uh, great to see. Talk to me about the two Kerry imports, Joe Grimes and uh, Darrow Shea, who's, uh, who's been uh, scoring quite quite heavily for you. Yeah, look, they're a massive addition. Um, two, two good lads to get in, and two big additions to the club. And in fairness to the two of them, they since they've come to Clan, they're uh, they're setting a good standard of training, um, and they're definitely a big addition to us um, out in the pitch as well. Can I ask you, as a, as a club and a, an inter-county player, Tom, the format of the championship, obviously, this is only the second year the, the county board changed with the group format and then the knockout stages. It was fantastic last weekend to see each of the groups. There was something to play for for all the teams. I assume, as a player, that this is a format that you like, but would you like to see it continued? Oh, without a shadow of a doubt, yeah. This, um, it's a way better format than the one that's been previous years. Look at the start of the year. You know you're going to get three good competitive games. Um, depending on how you do, then I suppose you have something to play for at the end. Last year, when we played, we were playing our last game and we knew we couldn't go through, which probably wasn't a great uh, position to be in. This year, we were playing our last game and we were already through, so it was uh, completely different to last, last year. But it's definitely a format that I would like to see go um, going forward and I'd hope that the county board would stick with it going forward because... It's great to see so many competitive games in the county championship. Indeed it is. And speaking of the county championship, you're heading to Parky Creeve for what would be a cracking game with Duhallow. Now you played Duhallow two years ago in Parky Ring back in 2019 and uh, also at the, in the latter stages of the championship. You came out the wrong side of that one, unfortunately, on, on, on that occasion. Um, Duhallow are a team you've seen, you've played against before. They're one of the favourites for the tight or for the championship, and rightly so. And they've come through a tough test against UCC most recently. This is a, a very strong team, a very talented team, and this is really going to test Clonakilty. Yeah, no doubt about it. Do Hallow have always been up there with one of the top teams in the county in the past couple of years. They've been to a lot of finals in the past four or five years, so it's going to be a very tough battle. Any team that beats UCC, they're going to be strong. Um, but look, all we can do is focus on ourselves. Um, we're looking forward to get up to Parky Creeve. Um, it's a great place to be up to playing a quarter final against Duhallow. So um, we're going to really look forward to it. And uh, we'll put ahead of that one now between, between now and then and just get, get ourselves right, get the team right. And uh, something that we're going to look forward to. 
Indeed, and again, an opportunity for Conny Kilty supporters to go back to Parky Cueve and get behind you on the day itself. It'll be part of a double header, obviously, with Castlehaven and the Valley Rovers. But just finally, Tom, Conny uh, Kilty are doing quite well this year. You're hitting the one of the initial goals that you set yourselves. But overcoming somebody like Duhalla won't be easy. But this is where Clonic Kilty want to be at the business end of the Senior Football Championship. Absolutely, yeah. Look, we want to be there. Or if you told me at the start of the year that Clonic Kilty weren't going to get over the group stage and we weren't going to be in the quarterfinal, um, I wouldn't have been happy about it. And I, I was very confident at the start of the year that this team was going to get out of the group. And um, now that we are out of the group, as I said, that was one of our goals at the start of the year. We now need to focus on the next part of this championship, which is to go out and um, overcome do Hallow. It's not going to be an easy task. But I do feel that what we'll do over the next two weeks is just focus on ourselves, focus on our own performance, which I feel wasn't really at the race against the Bears. Hopefully now, going up to Parky Cueve, it'll get the players going again and we won't be um, dwelling on that loss against the Bears too much. And look, we can't wait to get up there now and uh, have a crack off do Hallow. Okay, this weekend's Cork Premier Senior Football Championship quarterfinals are down for decision. There's a huge doubleheader at Parky Cueve. Castlehaven taking on Valley Rovers and Clannacilty taking on Duhallow in a doubleheader. We're joined now by Cork Senior Footballer and Castlehaven player Mark Collins to preview that Castlehaven and Valley Rovers game. Mark, welcome to the Big Red Bench. Thanks very much, sir. Um, all eyes will be on Parky Cueve this coming weekend. It's a massive doubleheader, a lot of West Cork interest, but significant for you and your teammates in that it's the first time back at Parky Cueve since you lost that county final earlier in the year, the 2020 county final to Nemo. Is that playing any kind of part in the build-up or are you treating this as just another game? I, I suppose it's not, to be honest with you. You know, as you said, treating it as any other game. Um, obviously we're absolutely delighted to get back up to the park it's probably where every club player wants to be playing it's as good as any pitch in the country and you know we're going to we know we're going to have absolutely no excuses in there next Sunday and not to perform um, You're up against tough opponents it goes without saying you don't reach the last eight of this particular grade without being a good team Paul Holland is involved with Valley Rovers this year um, obviously they've come through a very tough group themselves but this is a team that you would have seen earlier in the year come down to Moneyvillan, beat Castlehaven in the, in, the, in the county league. But even since then, they've been improving. This is going to be a really, really tough test for you. Yeah, it's going to be a huge test, as you said again. Um, you know, we know exactly what Valleys are going to bring. Uh, as you said, well, I was down at that, at that game in, at the start of the year in the, or in, the, in the league and they were very impressive that day. Um, Paul Holland involved with them you know we've had some good battles with Paul over the years as well we, he was involved with CIT when we, we had a couple of great games with them in Cadove so we know they're going to be very well prepared and uh, a, right, a, right bat, a right battle on Sunday you know even at this stage last year they played Duhallow in the quarterfinal and we're very unlucky not to come through so we know they're a very good side On the plus side for Castlehaven Mark you've come through a tough group with three wins out of three but my god were you pushed all the way Newcestown and Aerog two really tough tough games but the last day down in Lep a West Cork derby where your injury time winning point got over your old rivals Carby Rangers how significant is it having those three tough matches coming into this Valleys game? Yeah, they were they were three great games. Um, you know, the Ross game, the Ross game um, two weeks ago was a, a real championship uh, local derby match. You know, we played Ross three or four times over the last couple of years, and there's never been anything between us. And um, so we were absolutely delighted to come out with the win. Um, looking back at the other two games, I suppose Newstown was the week after the county final, and it, w- it was a huge game for us. Um, you know, because mentally it was always going to be tough, but we were absolutely delighted the way we reacted to the defeat to Nemo and, you know, played against Newstown that day. And it, it, the Arrow match obviously could have gone either way. You know, it was a very open, free-flowing game, completely different to the other two games maybe. Um, but, it, like, absolutely delighted to get the three wins and um, hopefully it has set us up nicely for um, uh, next Sunday against Valleys. Um, as a player, I, I presume, are you a fan of the format? It's it's in its second year now, the county championship format, and everybody was talking about the fact, you know, teams had something to play for in the final round of games the last day. But as a whole, Mark, I mean, it, you know, the group stage, the knockout stage, is this something you think that suits club players? And are you, would, would you like to see it continue? Yeah, to be honest with you, it's been absolutely brilliant the last couple of years. Um, I think even the standard and the competitiveness of all the matches has been top-notch, you know, like the way the way relegation and promotion is working, 
the best teams are getting to to are the teams teams are basically getting to their right grades and you know I, I think it, it has worked fantastically well and I, I would hope it will continue. Looking at Castlehaven heading into this match with Valleys, um, it was significant to see you're obviously missing Damien Cahalan the last day with an ankle injury. Hopefully that'll be cleared up in time for the Valleys game. But Andrew Wilton, Robbie Minahan, um, you know, Cahal Maguire, players and, and the, the younger Cahalans, this is a young there's a young bunch of players starting to emerge now in the Castlehaven setup, which unfortunately means you're becoming an old man. But that is significant too, because they're getting serious championship minutes under the belts, which is huge for their development. No, that's a great point. You know, and I suppose that's another massive benefit of the group stages. You can maybe blood blood some of the younger lads. You know, um, like 2019, we made a semi-final against New Hallow, and I I'd say we have five or six new fellas even since then who have played championship football, which is which is a huge boost. Um, and like they're really putting their hand up and making training competitive, and you know it's really pushing us all on, which is which is which is a great thing to be honest with you. And this is the time of year, Mark, that you want to be involved in. It's the business end of the championship. You're at Parky Quay for a double header, which it, it looking like now because of COVID restrictions being lifted, we could have a huge attendance as well, and that will add to the atmosphere. Absolutely, these are the games you want to be playing in. Um, you know, even going back, just even going back two years ago, um, like we didn't win a game in the championship, so like we're we're really taking nothing for granted and looking forward to these matches and being part of them. It's why, as a player, it's what you want to be playing in. And just finally, obviously Valley Rovers is a huge step, a huge ask, but from what you've achieved so far in the championship, winning tight games, you're not expecting anything less against Valleys and this may well come down to the last few minutes. Exactly. You know, um, I think that, that is that is what we're preparing for. We know it's going to be a tight battle. As I said, we know they're going to be well organised and, you know, they're 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 a well they're a well drilled club team who who like know exactly what they're doing. So I'm sure it's gonna go right down to the wire and hof- hopefully near the end we can we can push away maybe.